Welcome to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. I'm Gabby. And I'm Sarah. And we are two physical therapy students on our journey to get that DPT debt free. And our vision for you is to get through PT school on your first try without any debt. Join us as we navigate through the insanity of physical therapy school together. Welcome to another episode of Gratitude. This is episode 182, and we are going to talk about bouncing back in, in life. So for you, in clinic and in school, because we're all, we've all had to bounce back probably multiple times this year, and we want to talk about it because it's so important. We will share our experiences in clinic, and we know just hearing from students their experiences uh, so far, and just personal stuff that um, we've gone through and a lot of students have. So before we dive into it, Sarah, how was your almost halfway point through clinic this week? Oh my God. When you say it like that, it sounds crazy. Almost halfway point. So this is week six. Gabby and I just clarified before this because I didn't know. (laughs) I'm losing track. So this is week six out of 15. And I just finished filling out, so many of you call it the CPI. You all have some kind of midterm form you'll have to fill out during your clinical rotation. Ours is called the CIET. Don't ask me what it stands for. I'm blanking on it right now, but it's a little bit shorter, very similar. And uh, so I fill it out. Then it sends an email to my CI. Then she fills it out. And then we compare and see where I think I am versus where she thinks I am. And then we do it again for the final so that's what I did today, which was super, well, actually yesterday, which was super weird, but that's like the highlight of my week. <laughs> what about you, Gabby? Yeah. So this was week, wait, this was week three for me. I had to think about that. And I also had to fill out a, a feedback form that my program requires us to do, but yeah, that went well. And my CI was like, you performed your best eval yet. And I was like, Oh, sweet. So that was encouraging. And yeah, other than that, this week was long. Uh, I was out of town last week. We, we were both out of town last week, last weekend, and just adjusting to everything. But yeah, I'm excited. Got some things to look up and study. So it was a good week. Do you mean you and your CI were both out of town last weekend? So, oh, I meant you and I, because we were well, you weren't out of town, but you were in Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Little day trip. Um, but yeah, uh, clinic is flying by really fast, guys. It really does. And I don't know, the weeks are flying by, the days are long. As you all know, you like hit lunch and you're like, oh, I still have, you know, this many hours to go. But it's been good. Like working with patients, it's been really refreshing. And I've really, I've enjoyed the patients that I'm working with. Um, And Sarah, for you, because we're, we are in different settings. We've talked about it before. So we're seeing like different caseloads, different patient populations and um, really quick summary. How has this week been, Sarah, with your patient interactions? Patient interactions. Um, I could go, we should do a whole episode on this, which we will later, but to summarize, this week, I will say in uh, simple, very vague words, has been more emotionally draining, but mainly because I feel 
you know, other people's feelings really strongly. And I think that it kind of, it kind of gets me sometimes, especially when patients get agitated. We have, it's called code gray, which is when a patient's agitated and then team members who hear that room number, if they know they have that room number, they go to the room, but they don't want so many people that they make the patient more agitated. Um, but we just had a few code grays this week and, uh, one of my patients had a seizure. And so, you know what, it was a long week, but I think that it was really valuable to go through. And I think next week will be better because now we kind of see where patients are at and like, okay, maybe they're, they're kind of like knocked out or a little bit drowsy today because they're really fatigued and really tired and lethargic. But tomorrow, hopefully, is going to be a new day. And for me, we're recording this on Friday. Monday is hopefully going to be a new day. So, yeah, I know that's vague, but, you know, HIPAA. So I can't say much more. <laughs> that is – that's good to know, too. And just to have that that experience and feedback. And we'll get into it in another episode. We have a lot to talk about in regards to that topic. But – we want to get into bouncing back because right now we are still in COVID as we are recording this and we are almost to the end of the year. We're in October, beginning of October now. And I mean, this has been a time, it's just been hard. Like it's been so hard to, to just have that emotional, um, mental resilience during this time with so much going on, you know, whether it be personally or if you're in school right now, which a lot of you are, um, if you're in hybrid, it's, it's draining and, um, you know, trying to bounce back from all of this and having the energy and the motivation to keep going, uh, it, you get stuck and you're like, how do I get out of this rut? How and who can I talk to you about this? And um, Sarah, have, have you experienced that recently or a time when you experienced that in a semester? Oh God. Is that a trick question? I feel like everybody on live or replay has been at this point one time or another. You guys just feel like I can't get any lower. Have you guys ever been there? I'm not saying that's where I am personally right now. Um, we'll get to that later because I'm not there, but I think everyone is there at some point, whether it's throughout PT school or not. I think a lot of the times PT school can exacerbate some underlying things that maybe you've been shoving down really deep and trying to hide and suppress and ignore. And then the stress increases and you shove it down harder. And it's just like a spring. The more you push it down, the faster it's going to come back up. So it's yes, the, the answer is yes, of course. <laughs> Gabby, what about you? <laughs> yeah, I I can definitely say I hit a low point this year, and that was really during um, during the semester. So it was really in the summer. Um, so kind of like a few month few months out of like being at a low point and just finding um, direction. And you know, it was hard because I was. I've never felt this way before. And I was still like navigating what these emotions were because I don't know about all of you, but I am definitely one to suppress my emotions and like go to the deepest level. Sarah knows that. And, uh, and so really just trying to uncover that and, um, and seek help. So, I mean, it's definitely been something that I've been dealing with, um, 
you know, part of this year and bouncing back, I got to a point where I just needed a reality check and a reality like wake up call. And now I, I definitely feel like I'm in a better space mentally and emotionally, but it's still work. It's still progress. And I think that's important to discuss today because, you know, we're just in these times right now. And I, I want to touch on school because, you know, you still have to go to PT school. You still have to make sure you know the information, pass your classes. Um, and a year from now, you're going to look back on this and say like, okay, did I try my hardest or did I passively learn the material and kind of regress because that's a, you know, that's a real thing. And, and I want to emphasize that, you know, you are going to look back a year, six months from now and say like, you know, how did I handle the situations when I was at a really low point? How did I bounce back from that? And to be able to say, did I use all of my resources, like people, um, mentors, whoever that may be, uh, or personal development, whatever it may be that you do, like having all of those things, because one, most of the stuff is free and just having that help that you need, seeking that guidance is, is so important. So that was, that was my long tangent. (laughs) It wasn't even very long. I just, I want to come back to this though, because this is very important and I want to shift perspectives just for a moment to talk about in clinic or hospital, whatever, you know what I mean? When you're on your clinical rotations and looking at bouncing back in terms of your patients bouncing back, do you guys ever think, look at the profession you're going into and think, damn, we should be like bounce back professionals. Like that's basically what we do as physical therapists is get people to bounce back. Right. And so how can we help them do that if we can't do that for ourselves? or if we can't do it during school, or if we can't do it throughout the clinical experience, because it's just mind blowing to me. I want to share just a short patient story. I think I told you this, Gabby, and I had talked about this. If you guys missed, it was used to be called DPT student clinical support group. Uh, I will have to put the description down or the show notes, put a link down there so you guys can check it out later where we go live and talk about like clinic stuff with Santi. But this patient I had was a 48 year old male who had terminal cancer. And this was the eval day. So this was his first day. He had never been to inpatient rehab before. And he looked at me while we were walking. He was doing amazing. He was up and walking around. Like he was He was strong compared to the other patients, but he didn't think he was because he was playing basketball every day. He was going out to like the strawberry festival with his family. He was going out and doing all these things that many of us take for granted. And he could only see himself through his past self, like through the lens of his past self, if that makes sense. And that's really heartbreaking in whether someone has terminal cancer or not, like whatever situation they're in, it's just heartbreaking to see because then all he could see was what he couldn't do. That's Don't so we get real. into that headspace too? <laughs> Have you been oh, there, Gabby? Oh yeah. hundred percent. 
And, and it's so hard to look back to your past self and say like, oh, I was, you know, stronger at this time. I was more, you know, I had a better routine at this time or insert whatever it may be for you. And you think like, I, I just ruminate on that time and think about like, why can't I, why can't I be that person? What made me, you know, go from one point to where you are now, um, your past self to current self. And what did you do in that, uh, in that journey to, you know, bring you to where you are today. And, you know, like you're talking about for this patient, um, you know, he has cancer and that's really, that's really difficult too. you know, when you're interacting with patients and they have a diagnosis that's terminal or sudden where, um, I've had, I've been working with a patient where she just woke up from a procedure and she couldn't feel half of her body, like half of her body was weak. And she, um, keeps on saying like, why, you know, why me? And it's just, how do you deal with those situations? And it's really, it's a really fine line. Um, and I think that takes a lot of emotional toll too. So when I go to that point, you said, why me? Have you all thought that before? Yes. Right. (laughs) We've all thought this. Um, and this patient looked at me while we were walking around and he said like, why did God do this to me essentially? And that's a hard question. (laughs) How do you answer that? And for all of you, how can you help somebody bounce back from that? How can you help yourself bounce back from whatever it is you're going through? For most of you, it's not terminal cancer. I think it's really important to, first of all, stop looking back at your past self and expecting your prior level of function (laughs) to be your current level of function, no matter what kind of function you're talking about, whether it's physical or emotional or whatever, it's not the same. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. Like just looking at your, your past self. But I think the biggest thing, like you said, Sarah, is focusing where you are now and how you can shift and, you know, just be imagining your, your best future self too, and how you want to embody that. And I think that's, that's so important. Um, and it's something to really think about because a lot of this time there's some aspect in our lives right now at this moment where you may be reflecting and thinking like, you know, let's say, last year you were in this point. So I'm trying to think last year. Yeah. Look at your hardships over the last year. Where were you a year ago, Gabby? So October 2nd, 2019, I was in, let's see, I was in class. I believe, yeah, we were in, I was in fall semester. We were both in fall semester, fall semester. I think I was on my acute care clinical during this time. Yeah, I was now that I think about it. So on a clinical rotation in the hospital and I was a totally different person then than I am now. And is that a bad thing? No, it's not. <laughs> no, exactly. And you don't expect your past self to be your present self and you don't expect your present self to be your future self and you bounce back by kind of getting out of that mindset of comparing 
not just yourself to everyone around you, but yourself to yourself when it's out of your control. Of course, there are certain things in your control. I'm not saying that everything's out of your control here. That's all I got for the clinical side. <laughs> no, that's really, that's really good. And like we said, there's a lot that goes into this. It gets deep and we would encourage you to really just take a few moments and to really think about that and what areas of your life are, are you, you know, reflecting on your past self and keep thinking about that time pre COVID because, you know, we're all going through this right now and we have to, you know, think, okay, how can my, what can I do for my current self? That's going to put me in the best position for the future. Yeah. And it's hard to like, it's okay to mourn pre COVID. Right. Mm -hmm. I feel like I personally have been doing this lately because I moved to a new state. I was really excited to explore and meet new people and do all these things. And let's be honest, Florida's not very strict with their COVID precautions right now. So I personally am not going to do all those things that I thought I was going to be doing down here. And it's okay to be like, well, that sucks. Now, how can I make the best out of this situation? That's it. How do you make the best out of this situation that we're in? And we have to keep moving forward. All of us do. And we're here for all of you. So we want to let you know that if you're bouncing back right now, if you're going through that, or you have gone through that, we are here for you. You have, you have your family, friends, a community that is here for you. And, you know, it's okay to go through this time and to really just, you know, bounce. We're just going to keep saying it. We're going to bounce back. <laughs> Wait, let's talk about it for school. So Gabby, okay, actually let's talk about this. What actually helps? So we're talking about bouncing back, but how do you actually help bounce back for yourself? And how can you help other people do the same? Gabby, what would you say helped you bounce back after the last couple of months, post COVID, post, you know, a lot of things that were going on. So the two biggest things were personal development. I will always be like personal development has been such a huge part of my life, but more of that. And what does that um, entail for you? Like personal development is just like, you know, this word people say, but what does that mean? Like, do you read more or listen to certain podcasts or like introspection or like, what do you, what does that mean for you? For me, that means listening to podcasts and journaling. Those are the two biggest things that I've done and those have been really helpful, but then also introspection because I, I need to take time, um, to just get away, uh, and, you know, just taking a a deep look at myself, um, without like social media. So my, my thing is going out into the middle of nowhere if I can, or the woods and just like, I was at a waterfall and I got a lot of just introspection there. Um, so that and just the environment that I, um, I was in, I think helped a lot and living at home. It's not easy. I love my parents to death, but it is not easy being away from friends and no one, none of my friends live here right now. So, um, you know, different contributing factors, but I definitely think, um, journaling, uh, podcast and, and just, you know, talking with people who have gone through similar things and just being able to like speak about that has been really helpful for me. 
Yeah. I like what you said to just talk to other people because I get, I want to continue the brief story about the patient who had terminal cancer, because you know what happened next that I did, you know, patients have to be six feet apart, but what I did is this other patient was coming in and I knew they had similar stories, but the other one had been there much longer. And I wanted him to see another patient who has similar experiences, but of course I can't tell them both like, Hey, you both have terminal cancer. Like this is so-and-so I can't do that. So I just sat them next to each other. I continued the eval with this other patient with the first one. Second patient was overhearing stuff and he was just so inspired. And he started the conversation with the patient number one, I was evaling and just started opening up about his own experience. And, you know, as soon as he did that, my patient actually smiled for the first time in the 90 minute session because he could get out of his own situation and see that he's not the only one going through it and see that he can relate. Like people are here for each other. And I thought it was so touching. Like guys, everyone around us was crying. Like I was starting to tear up. I was like, I can't be doing this during the eval. And it was just so touching. Um, and if you guys can do that for each other, Mind blowing is all I have to say. Mind blowing. That is what helps people bounce back. Vulnerability creates more vulnerability, which actually creates connection and feeling not so alone. And when you're hitting a rock bottom, most often you guys are probably isolating yourselves because you don't want other people to see you hitting rock bottom. You're like, no, I'm not hitting rock bottom. This is, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Right. <laughs> That's it. You don't want people to know. And you put the mask on. You're like, I'm good. I'm just going to go about my schoolwork. I'm going to go about my clinicals and I'm, I'm going to act like everything's normal where deep down you are freaking out and you're having like a major just panic and your body's telling you like, we're not okay. This is not Okay. and um you know and that's that's so inspiring too with just being able to talk with someone um and I fully believe that just talking openly about it and being able to connect with people is one of the biggest um biggest ways to bounce back I think that is like for a lot of people um and even if you don't like to talk to people um I'm trying to think listening someone else in your ear um telling you like, Hey, I've gone through this or talk therapy, whatever it may be. So man, Sarah, that's a great story. Number one, open up. Number two, don't isolate yourself. I guess those kind of go together, right? (laughs) Number three, stop expecting your prior level of function (laughs) to be your current level of function. If there has been a change in the situation or environment or whatever that's out of your control, Just look at, okay, what is my current level of function and how can I be the best I can be for my future level of function? That's not an abbreviation. I'm I'm thinking about like medical notes, like PLF, blah, 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 walks with no assistive device, like FLF, will walk without assistive device, 150 feet, except think about that for yourself in terms of your life, in terms of school, in terms of what you want out of your clinical rotation, in terms of how you can help your patients, because the number one way to also bounce back is to help somebody else. When you need the most help and you feel like, nothing's helping, reach out and help somebody else. And you'd be amazed at how much better you feel.
And that is all we have for the episode. I saw Sarah do that mic drop. I was like, my drop just fell out of my hand over here. <laughs> no one can see if you're listening. I'm in the student physical therapist network group. <laughs> on that Facebook. Is where, yes, that is where you can see us and interact. But if this episode, you know, if you felt like this is you right now, then we want you to, you know, reach out to someone. If you need to reach out to us, we would love to talk with you more and we are here for you. So we hope you have a great rest of the week and thank you for listening as always. And we will be back here on Sunday. Thanks for listening to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our Instagram and Facebook page linked in the description. Looking for a gift for a friend, classmate, professor, co-host of a podcast, or really anyone? Physio Memes got your back with apparel, drinkware, and home decor. And if you go to physiomemes.com, you can get a 20% off coupon with the code gratitude, spelled G-R-A-D-I-T-U-D-E-2020. And don't forget to check out his social media for a good study break laugh. As always, make life humorous.